When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. At the Croc, Vanessa's kids play basketball while she unwinds in yoga. And on the way home, they always share tips. That's why the Rodriguez family is famous around town for shooting hoops upside down. They can dunk from downward dog, score three-pointers from crow pose, and make hook shots in headstands. With so many activities, programs, and classes at the Croc, you never know what you'll get into. Join more than a gym when you click the link. The Croc. Get into it. Hello again, everybody, and welcome to the Gamecock Central Podcast, Gamecock Baseball Conversation today with Gamecock legend Kip Balknight. I'm your host, Emerson Phillips. Kip, we're through the first week of the baseball season, second year of the Mark Kingston era, and before we turn our attention to a preview of Utah Valley, that'll be the Gamecock's opponent starting on this Friday. Kip, I thought the Gamecocks were a little bit sloppy, frankly, in the first couple of games of that Liberty Series last weekend. 13 walks, six wild pitches, a balk, a pass ball, two hit batters. Not a lot of positives for the Gamecocks in the first two days there, Kip. Well, it was a little sloppy, Emerson. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with that. Um, however, winning two out of three against the Liberty team that actually ended up beating Wake Forest on the road, uh, or actually, excuse me, at Liberty on Tuesday night, hmm this past week was pretty impressive. So, I mean, I, I do believe Liberty's going to be a tournament team. I, I think they are really, really uh, a good ball club. I think South Carolina uh, was fortunate to win two out of three. Coming down or coming back from being down I think was important. But, uh, yeah, too many walks, uh, too many errors, too many wild pitches, too many pass balls. Those are things, in my opinion, that South Carolina can control. They can get better with that, and they will get better with that. You know, this is a team that last year um, struggled a good bit of the first part of the season, but they stayed the course. They trusted their leader. And, uh, you know, the most important thing for me was them showing that they could come back uh, from being behind, as well as doing that um, on uh, a midweek game this past week. Uh, as well. So uh, as much as there was some sloppy play and, 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 and a little bit disappointing, it's good to be 3-1. and one. And uh, at this point in the season, it's important to win those midweek games, and they were able to do that. Gamecocks dropped the season opener to Liberty 6-5 to in 11 innings. Came back in one game, two last weekend, 13-7. Two home runs from Jacob Olson, who scored three runs in the ball game. Carolina Jumped out to the big lead and then squandered most of it before pulling away to win 13-7. And then on Sunday, Kip, a 3-2 Carolina win. Gamecocks won on a walk-off wild pitch in the bottom of the ninth. And Carolina got a quality start from Reed Morgan, who was making his Gamecock debut. Yeah, Reed Morgan was outstanding. He was a strike thrower. Uh, threw three pitches for strikes. Really good sinker coming from the sidearm angle. And uh, his, his slider was... Uh, okay at times, and then he, he settled in with it and got a little bit depth on it later in the game. But uh, the big key there for me 
and South Carolina's pitching staff that day. Reed Morgan with six innings, and then Hayden Lehman comes in, John Gilreath, and Brett Carey to finish it off the last two innings. No walks uh, and six strikeouts for that game. Uh, really cold day, uh, tough hitters day in my opinion, and they did a great job of attacking the hitters and going right after them and, and a big win, uh, a rubber game. And Brett Carey, uh, to me, was outstanding. I mean, he's a freshman, really live arm, 89-92, to 92, good tight slider. But uh, his poise and, and, and just overall demeanor on the mound was very, very impressive. So uh, really, really look for those two to be a key ingredient to the pitching staff moving forward. Carey worked the final two innings on Sunday for the Gamecocks. Two scoreless innings of work for Brett Carey, who was the winning pitcher in this third game win for South Carolina. That improved the Gamecocks to 2-1 and one on the year. And then kept some bad weather. You know, it was cold Tuesday at Founders Park. Gamecocks fell behind 6 to nothing against Winthrop, but then came back to score the last eight runs and beat Winthrop 8-6. to six. Yeah, again, I think that's a character win. I mean, it was cold. It was absolutely freezing cold. They're down 6 nothing. They get off to a bad start. Um, but that showed a lot of uh, grit and a lot of belief in each other to come back and win that game. Winthrop's obviously not a slouch. And, um, you know, that just – those wins for me are more important than going out and beating a team 20 to two. I mean, that, that to me showing that they're able to do that tells me that mentally they're right where they were at the end of last year. They're going to make physical mistakes. There's, there's no doubt about it. I mean, this is an infield that, you know, has no innings whatsoever from last year. Jacob Olson's moving from the outfield to come into third and Nick Neville's playing shortstop and, You've got movement as well from Noah Campbell from the outfield playing infield. And I, I just think that um, I think they will get better defensively. I really believe that. And to me, it's a, just a good sign of where this team is mentally and a uh, good comeback win for them, absolutely. So the Gamecocks are 3-1, and one, riding a three-game win streak into this series with Utah Valley, 4 o'clock first pitch Friday, 2 o'clock Saturday, 1.30 Sunday at Founders Park. Kip, Utah Valley plays in the Western Athletic Conference there in the WAC, and they played Fresno State last weekend, so they have traveled from California to South Carolina to play this weekend. Yeah, long trip. I mean, I don't think their first home games for another three weeks. They're on the road a lot, and this is a team, in my opinion, that South Carolina should be able to um, really attack the hitters and go right after them and, um, you know, work on not walking guys and really challenging those hitters and you know, this staff, I think, you're going to see develop throughout the season. I mean, again, you're looking at, other than Carmen Majenski, uh, the two other starters in Reed Morgan and Dylan Harley with, with you know, no experience in the Southeastern Conference. And uh, so, I mean, it, it's a, an opportunity for these guys, in my opinion, to kind of get their cookies, if you will. But I, I think that this is a team they should sweep. And uh, if they go out and play to their best ability, I think that it'll be a good weekend for Gamecock baseball. Same starting pitching rotation for the Gamecocks this weekend. We'll give you the pitching matchups in just a moment. Utah Valley dropped two out of three to Fresno State to open their season last weekend. So they're one and two coming in. Give you the pitching matchups for Friday. Right-hander Carmen Majinski gets the start for the Gamecocks. 
against right-hander Jake Carr for the Utah Valley Wolverines. Saturday, it'll be Dylan Harvey, Gamecock lefty against Paxton Schultz, the right-hander for Utah Valley. And then Sunday, Reed Morgan once again with a 1.5 earned run average against right-hander Walker Ramsey for Utah Valley. So no changes from the first weekend to the second for the Gamecocks, Kip. No, I don't think there will be. I mean, Majinski uh, did not pitch like a Friday night guy in his first outing. He was a little bit erratic, uh, you know, having some walks and getting behind some guys. But this is a guy that, in my opinion, will be watching on TV at some point in his career. Uh, and I say TV, I mean big-time TV in the big leagues. I think he can be that good. Power sinker guy. You know, this is a guy that used to throw nothing but four-seam fastballs, and now he's having to make an adjustment, not only going to the two-seamer, but going from being a strictly over-the-top guy um, that was a power four-seam strikeout pitcher. Now he's moved down, and he's got that power sinker. So he's still adjusting and learning, you know, not only – how to throw strikes that way, but how to command his pitches and use his two-seam fastball to be able to get contact early in the count. I think this is a guy that you'll see at times throw seven, eight innings and give up three or four hits and has 75, 80 pitches through seven or eight innings. I think he can be that type of guy for them, but that's an adjustment to make. And uh, I know he's working his hardest to make that and I think he'll be really good for the Gamecocks. Dylan Harley, the Saturday starter, outstanding stuff. I mean, a guy that ran through the first couple innings in his first start against Liberty and striking out five and then ended up walking uh, five in his third inning uh, of work on Saturday. And I think he was just a little shell-shocked. I think the moment got to him a little bit mechanically. Uh, you know, things broke down a little bit. But I think that was more just of a mental lapse of, you know, he's a freshman, he's pitching his first start, and things started probably moving quick on him and moving fast, and uh, it just kind of escalated. But you're talking about a young man that's got some serious stuff, 93 to 95, really, really good breaking ball, and Dylan Harley, better days to come, in my opinion. And Reed Morgan, uh, the starter on Sunday, was outstanding. I mean, Reed was uh, – it doesn't look like really a starting pitcher. He's pitches from the stretch a lot. He's a sidearm guy. But he can pitch. He threw three pitches for strikes, and he was uh, a good example for what some of these other young guys need to watch and just how he used three pitches in the strike zone and attacked the hitters. And uh, Really, really good outing from him. So, again, I think there's a lot of good pieces to the puzzle um, in that bullpen as well. Uh, you know, there's some guys that really, really can throw a lot of good innings for this ball club. A couple of other odds and ends from the Gamecock notebook here. Noah Campbell batting leadoff for the Gamecocks went 0 for 11 in the first two games, but has gone 3 for 7 since, including a multi-hit game against Winthrop in that Carolina comeback win on Tuesday. Brady Allen had a two-hit, three-RBI college debut for the Gamecocks over the weekend. And for South Carolina, 43 strikeouts in the first four games. Kip, what do you attribute that to? Well, honestly, Liberty had some good arms. I mean, the guy on Sunday was incredible. Uh, Noah Scarro threw six innings, gave up three hits, struck out nine, and only walked one. I mean, he was 92-93 the whole game with a really, really good slider. And, I mean, to watch that young man use both sides of the plate and pitch, I mean, I'm going, how in the world did other teams in the SEC miss out on this guy? But that just goes to show you the parity and talent in college baseball. I mean, he 
he's a guy that no doubt in my mind could easily win 10-plus games for this ball club and Liberty. Uh, so I, I tip my cap to him. I think the bats will be just fine. Noah Campbell will continue to lead off. He's uh, a gamer. He's a great player. Uh, he struggled a little bit. I noticed uh, the last couple games, I believe, he started getting a little bit more movement up there, a little bit trying to relax a little bit more and get some uh, movement early in his hands to get in a good position to hit. And he'll be just fine. T.J. Hopkins has been outstanding so far. Luke Berryhill is hitting the ball well. He's been really, really good behind the plate as well, uh, taking over for Chris Cullen a little bit. In that opening game, it was evident that anything in the dirt, Liberty was really getting good secondaries, and they were anticipating that ball in the dirt and uh, and taking second base. And, And Luke Berryhill did a good job of literally taking that out of the game because he was really hopping up out of his position when he blocked the ball and attacking it and making it really, really difficult for those guys to take second base on him. So uh, a lot of positives. I know it was sloppy. Uh, this team's still 3-1. and one. It's early. Um, if you can win games when you're not very good, that's a sign of a good team. And I think, um, again, I think Liberty's going to make a lot of noise this year. I think that's a good ball club. Kip Balknight, my partner here on the Gamecock Central Podcast. Kip, you've got TV on the SEC Network Plus this weekend. It'll be you and Birch Antley on the call for all three games, Friday at 4, Saturday at 2, Sunday at 1.30. Yeah, looking forward to a great weekend. Hopefully the weather will cooperate. And uh, if you can't make it out, tune in and watch us, and uh, I'll do my best to um, break the games down for you, and hopefully it's entertaining. But uh, hopefully you can come out the, um, you know, the baseball field and watch some good baseball this weekend. And if not, tune in and watch Birch and I. We'll, uh, we'll be there. All right, Carolina and Utah Valley this weekend at Founders Park. The Gamecocks will get App State at home on Tuesday. And then next weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday against Clemson. Friday's game will be at Doug Kingsmore, Saturday at Floor Field, and Sunday at Founders Park. So Kip and I will come back next week to preview that series. We'll also talk about the App State game. Kip, thanks very much. Thank you. Go Gamecocks. That's Kip Balknight. I'm Emerson Phillips, and this is the Gamecock Central Podcast. Thanks for joining us. DreamCloud's mattress technology blends support and comfort to make you feel like you're sleeping on a cloud. Every DreamCloud comes with $599 in accessories plus $200 off with our Labor Day sale. Go to DreamCloudSleep.com today. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply.